funny nerd tangent. We're saving the DC Cinematic Universe today with the help of Rosario Dawson. I think you'd be really proud. That's because today we're deconstructing the only movie that I've meticulously recreated in my house brick by brick, the Lego Batman movie. Pilot in the hostmobile, I'm a night-stalking, crime-fighting vigilante and heavy metal rapping machine. I don't feel anything emotionally except an unholy compulsion to buy every Batman Lego set. I mean, for my kids. From Attack of the Dad, I'm Tim Ogney. And joining me in Phoenix, Arizona, he's a young orphan we adopted by accident. He graduated top of his class at Harvard for Podcasters, which is what we call Arizona State. And is he a master of jujitsu? Am I allowed to make that joke? Oh, I make it all the time. It was in the movie. All right. Yeah. It's a super jujitsu benefits. Yeah, no, I'd be a master of jujitsu if, you know, I enjoyed physical activity. And also, he lives in the Phantom Zone, a.k.a. Australia, where he watches way too many Lifetime original movies and drinks Pinot Grigio. His password really is Iron Man sucks, and he can still feel that one punch Captain Boomerang took in this movie. He's also a dad. It's raining dads. It's Greg, better known as Grieg. Yeah, shout out for Captain Boomerang. What's his Lego movie? Come on. <laughs> one punch. One punch. Yeah, one punch. <laughs> and finally... She's 100% lava, and she only works with the best. SEAL Team 6, Fox Force 5, Suicide Squad. She's a master builder and a DJ. Anytime a pop culture reference goes over our heads, she's the first nerd friend we ask. From the Spice Mines of Kessel, please welcome Flo. This is bullshit. Because you told me this was going to be about Lord of the Rings, and I've never seen the Lego Batman movie. So, fuck all of you. It's a little bit about I'm not gonna... Rings. No spoilers. Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, Maybe. it's tied in. There's a reference to some brand synergy oh, really? happening over at Warner Brothers. Well, in that case, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna peace out, guys. Is that cool? <laughs> now she's orphaning all of us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she's off Aww, to... Do I have to sit here and babysit you? Mmm. No. <laughs> Fine then. Be, be that way. Just go. Just go. We don't need yeah, you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. Have fun. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. So the Lego Batman movie is the somewhat unexpected follow-up. I mean, it's not totally unexpected because we knew it was coming for a long time. But uh, to the 2014 The Lego Movie. What did you guys think of that one? The Lego movie? Yeah. I love that movie. That movie was fantastic. Like, I had fairly low expectations for it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a real kiddie movie. This is, I mean, they've got good actors, but come on, what can you really do with a Lego movie? And then I went through, through watched it, and went, oh, oh shit, this is, this is awesome. Right. And, and I made sure I went oh, and yeah. bought some Crabble. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> I have not seen the Lego Movie. Oh man! <laughs> so, so I've seen little bits of it um, here and there, uh, but what I have seen, I did like. Uh, so I have been meaning to catch the Lego Movie in its entirety, but uh, I specifically watched this Lego Batman Movie for this podcast, and anything with Batman in it, I'll uh, I'll give it a whirl. So. Right. And yeah. I guess, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, and I, I, I just learned there was a hashtag for this. Um, you were excited about this movie at the same time that it was coming out in theaters, and, and many of us dads were excited about the movie. But um, the <laughs> hashtag Sam Bat Time Australia New Zealand, you guys didn't <laughs> get the movie in theaters. 
in a timely fashion at all. No, it's the one movie I can think of uh, recently where we haven't got it either same time as America or even a week or two before. I mean, we got Guardians of the Galaxy two weeks before America. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, a couple other movies. Like, most of the Marvel movies come out at least a week or so before they come out in America. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, well, apparently the reason is to stop people from pirating it, but I don't know why they would bother um, when... You could. Why would you not pirate every other movie then? It doesn't make sense just for Lego Batman. Like, oh, we definitely don't want people pirating this one. But uh, yeah, so I had to wait to watch it. But I'm glad that I did. And the, the worst part is that these movies are are built in Australia. Both the Lego movie and this one are made by um, a studio over there um, that's part of the Warner Animation Group. And now I can't remember the name of the studio. Um, but even even in the, the first Lego movie, there's there's some uh, live action Lego sequences that were filmed in Australia, um, with you know with actual stuff that was physically built there that is now living over in Legoland, uh, California. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys you guys made this wonderful pair of movies for us and didn't get to watch them because they did the exact same thing with the first Lego movie, and it was estimated that they lost a whole bunch of money to people who wanted to watch the movie but couldn't see it in theaters, so they just downloaded it. I don't know what could be the explanation of taking that long to let it play somewhere around the world. Like, I understand doing a phase rollout through different countries and stuff like they do, but the gap between it coming out in the U.S. and Australia was pretty significant. Like, Yeah. Because your, your marketing is global now. You put a trailer on YouTube, and it's not like people are just going to watch it in one country. Yeah, and like the, the defense of things get stolen and put on the internet. Hey, I got a newsflash. It happens wherever it comes out. It, it doesn't. The internet's global. It gets on there quick. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter which country gets it first, which one gets it last. Within a week or so, it's online. At least in a, in a cam, somebody's filmed it in a theater. It may not be like a, a complete like digital copy. You know, or something like that, but. It basically waited to the point where, Greg, you got it, what, you know, early May? It was mid-May? I thought it was late March, but it came out like, uh, like mid-February here. Was it that long? Yeah, it was, it was a good month or so. I think it was the very end of March. I think it was like the 29th or something like that. Um, I'll and, look it up. And now it's, you know, we're recording this. You know, end of May, and it's already on. Yeah, it's on, it's on digital HD, and it, it comes out um, in about a week. Uh, yeah, I don't know when, when this podcast is actually coming out, but it comes out like the first week in June on Blu-ray. Yeah, and that's what like you can, but you can get it on uh, Apple streaming yeah, service stuff. now. But, and, but and you have to. We we don't get it until June twenty-eight on, on uh, Blu-ray DVD. Well, that, that's just terrible. One of the reasons why, you know, if their, their whole argument is piracy, maybe put it on streaming for not 20 bucks to stream it. That's what it's, that's yeah. what it's at right now. Yeah, I, I paid 25 and I got the Lego movie thrown in with it. But my, my son is a, a Batman fanatic and he's going to stream the holy heck out of it. Like when I when I joke that, that the Lego Batman sets are for me, like I, could, I really enjoy building them. but uh, And, and I, I think I maybe enjoy the... Uh, the let's let's collect all this stuff aspect of it more than he does, but but he's, usage wise, you're not 
Yeah, he's, he's a Batman junkie. Yes, I, I, I met your son. Yeah. Anybody, if you, yeah, if you know one thing about my son, that's that's what everybody is <laughs> We were at Costco. Tim tried to show his son a shirt that did not have a Batman logo on it, and he would not even look at it. Like, did, just that's like, awesome. Like, dismiss it. His Tim's like, I know this doesn't have Batman on it, but would you like... No. Nope. Like... What, why are you bringing this to my attention, Dad? <laughs> yeah, That's great. Batman, he wears Batman shoes every day. Um, almost always a Batman shirt. It's, it's harder to get Batman pants, so typically we just go with black or gray pants. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, every once in a while, like he has a, he has a Mario Kart shirt that he'll wear now, now that we've, we've gotten the Nintendo Switch and he's kind of taken it on himself to play some Mario Kart. But, yeah, uh, yeah very rarely is he dressed in anything other than Batman. Um, yeah, playing playing with Batman stuff, watching Batman movies, um, and just living that Batman life. And, and speaking of that, Lego Batman is not a, a new thing to movies. They've made uh, five direct-to-video movies and a TV special starring Lego Batman and Lego Justice League. Yeah, it um, made it kind of hard to find the right one. Yeah, actually, yeah. If you're if you're trying to if you're trying to uh, uh, even even to buy this movie on, on iTunes, there might be some confusion there. Because yeah, that, that's where I was looking. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm sure that's what you were doing. Um, and uh, there, there are also uh, five different video games that Lego Batman appears in. Going back to Lego Batman, which I think might have been the first of the kind of Lego games to parody uh, a major I, I think it was. Because uh, now, you know, there's, there's, there's Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, um, Lego Harry Potter. Lego Star Wars, which... I think the Lego Star Wars series is uh, the Xbox One uh, games with gold free games right now. Oh, I'm about to get that. I didn't know that was there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then they just they actually they just announced Lego Marvel Universe Two uh, that prominently features the Guardians of the Galaxy. There there are an awful lot of these games, and they get pretty good reviews too. Like. They're not like gonna blow you away. They're no, you know, Zelda on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, they're not podcast like the, coming. <laughs> they're not the most polished, and uh, and some of the stuff that they make you do in these games is like a little tedious. But typically, they're they're pretty robust in terms of the things that you can build and collect within the game. Uh, they have a, a really nice kind of fun sense of humor about them. And um, and actually, my my favorite one is this one called Lego Dimensions, which um, came out. Uh, I guess back in uh, what year is it? Back in 2015, um, and, and has been sort of slowly releasing uh, little toys. And I actually wrote a, a, a little post about this on the UnfunnyNerdTangent.com site. But um, uh, it's it's a game that that stars Batman, but mashes up Batman with uh, um, a lot of other franchises from from Warner Brothers and from other things. So you've got uh, uh, this this crazy mashup where Batman is you know fighting uh, the Wicked Witch of the West alongside Gandalf and um, and, and Wild Style from the Lego movie uh, and and a bunch of other characters and, and uh, it's a toys to life game so you're actually buying and building the individual little Lego minifigures as you go um, and and that game's really fun I recommend it a lot and I think uh, nowadays you can get these little Lego sets for, for pretty cheap if you hunt around for deals yeah I, the one I've been told about recently, like um, somebody who's completely unexpected, told me that she really likes Lego City Under Undercover, City Undercover, or whatever, for the Nintendo Switch. Like it was a game she got for her boyfriend's kid to play or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, I started playing that, and it's really good." She's like, "Zelda still comes first, but 
the, the Lego City Undercover is supposed to be a good game on the Nintendo Switch, and it's got pretty good reviews and stuff. So, so Lego doing movies and games and stuff seems to have been they they've been growing and having good success with it, which is just kind of mind blowing. Yeah, but but then uh, on, on top of that, like in, in this whole collectible aspect, uh, Greg, is you, do, do you collect a lot of Legos? I know you're a big collector of um, of comic books, random stages. nerd stuff. Yeah, a, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, really really what, what I just call really cool shit. <laughs> like yeah. when, when I see that, I'm like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I I don't have any Lego stuff. No, I don't collect any Lego things. I've got mostly uh, like statues. If you want to call them like the um, Coda Bukia uh, artifacts, plus they are. Um, so yeah, there's like Batman, Superman, all Justice League guys. There's um, there's the Avengers and and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, not any um, not any Lego stuff. I just I don't have the patience for Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. see, maybe that's something we should talk about. You know, we're talking about patience for Legos and stuff like our experiences with Legos ourselves. Like me, I know, you know, the engineering side of me came out very young and my bedroom was a constant Lego city on the floor from, you know, the time I was little, like I had Legos, Rector sets, all that, but I always had Lego cities. That was, you know, when we'd go to Toys R Us, I'd always buy Legos, you know, so Legos have been around, you know, my mom's got now. They've now moved like four times. My mom's got a couple big totes, like full of Legos. And when I say big totes, I'm talking like the five foot long, Whoa. three inch deep wow. uh, totes with Legos in them. The instructions that went with the sets may or may not still <laughs> exist and, and it's <laughs> intermingled. But uh, I keep being told that whenever or if I ever have kids, those are coming to me. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that'll be a puzzle I really want to solve when I have a kid. Figuring out which pieces go where. It's right. Like, just build something, which is what I always did. I I take the sets, I tear them down, mix and match, all that stuff. I, I don't know, Greg. What about you? Yeah, I, I loved. It's funny. I said I don't have the patience for Lego, but that's now. Um, I loved Lego when I was a kid. Yeah, like I had bunches and of of the play sets and yeah, whatever they were, police cars and fire trucks and just random you know buildings and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was it was good just hours and hours and hours of building random things um it's only now that you know now that i'm an adult i don't collect lego <laughs> but uh, no yeah as a, as a kid way into lego this and especially if this movie and stuff like that had been out when i was a kid like it would be oh i'm sure it would have been like my favorite thing ever because not only is it Lego, it's Batman. So, I mean, come on. What yeah, else do you want? I remember when I was a kid, I, I collected a lot of the, not a whole lot, but a lot of the space Legos, and I really liked building spaceships. Um, spaceship! Like, the kitchen, <laughs> Danny says in the first Lego movie, if you've, if you've seen it. Uh, but oh, Spoilers, Tim. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a, there's a spaceman who likes to build spaceships, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this, I was going to hang out with Flo. He's like a 1980s spaceman uh, who, who builds 1980s spaceships too. Um, 
and his his little helmet piece is broken. It's it's uh, the the attention to detail in there is is, is really nicely done. But um, but I kind of grew out of it as I started collecting, you know, Ninja Turtles and X Men and and these other things. And um, now, if you're a kid, you don't have to choose, man. You know, you want you, mm. you want your X Men. Your Batman Lego, like it's all whatever the newest movie is, you know, everything Star Wars um, is also available in Lego. And yeah, they're, they're living in a golden age. You know, if we wanted to, if we wanted to somehow like work our, you know, our Lego city into our Batman toys, that took, that took a lot of imagination and a lot of trying to fit like a very large Batman figure into a very small city or, or something like that. And it just didn't really, uh, didn't really work so now if if you're a kid you don't have to compromise but part of what's been lost i think is that now if if you're like one of my kids you just have your dad build the whole set for you you know and then and then you slowly break it apart over time and then maybe we'll rebuild them and maybe we'll find a way to organize them or maybe there will just be a giant bin of miscellaneous batman pieces that were all kind of specifically made for just this one set that maybe aren't really very good for building anything else. Yeah, see, I don't really remember doing many of them with my parents. Like, I think every now and then it would be, like, on a super complex ones, they'd help me out a little bit, but generally it was kind of, here you go, go have fun. And that was their way of just, you know, getting me out of their hair for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember building, um, I think it was the... Um, one of the big castles. I remember I worked on that with my dad, but like in general, it wasn't a family activity. And then that's why they didn't care when I took it apart and mixed and matched and all of a sudden you'd see shuttle wings on a medieval, you know, battleship or, or something like that. castle, you know, castle could fly. Hmm. What do I care? That's I used to try and I used to try and make Voltron out of Lego <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> which never really worked. But yeah, I tried to make like you know a blue lion leg and then you know the, the black lion body and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it never worked out as well. Like if you look at it now, it'd probably look like a piece of shit. But for a, you know six or seven year old kid, that was sort of that was my mission for a while. Like no, I'm going to make Lego Voltron. <laughs> Now, nowadays, there's this website called Lego Ideas that's this officially run by Lego, where people can submit their own designs, and uh, you, you can, if you sign up online, you can vote to say like I'd, I'd be interested in this set, and um, it you know something has to go like very viral, like it has to get ten thousand votes, but once a project idea gets ten thousand votes, then Lego will review it and determine if they can actually make this and, and produce it as a real set, and a lot of a lot of really interesting things have been made this way like the um the doctor who tardis um there's like the set of the big bang theory if you're into that there's like the, the the ghostbusters ecto one and these things have all come about through this lego ideas program and i guarantee you if you go on there you'd find so many voltrons yeah well there's now they do like third party lego stuff as well where it's like it looks like lego it it's lego characters and stuff but it's not actually official lego so i mean it's definitely a um, market for people that want, you know. Yeah, you've got yeah. like your Mega Blocks by Mattel, and the, and Mega Blocks has like taken away some of the licenses that Lego used to have. Like Lego used to make Ninja Turtles, and now 
Megawatts yeah. makes the Ninja Turtles. It's really weird. And then there's also like there are Lego esque building block sets where you can rebuild scenes from The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's pretty intense, but the you can tell when you're building like a Lego branded thing that the quality is just a, a cut above. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. And, and of course, you pay for it. Mm, um, yeah. But I'll tell you, man. Like, if like as as an adult, what what really takes the patience is like helping your kid fix a Lego thing that they've broken. But when you're just like taking a brand new set out of the bag and and building it. Um, following the instructions it's 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 really kind of zen it's a really chill thing to do um and it's yeah it's the same reason why people are so into adult coloring books or uh fidget spinners or anything else you know it's uh it's it's just kind of a a relaxing thing for your mind and body to be able to do this thing yeah i can see it being almost kind of cathartic where it's like you know i just want to chill out and not think about anything for 10 minutes 10 20 minutes and you're just building the lego together so as opposed to um, general, just uh, sit down. What am I going to make today? You know, I'm going to build this. So you actually, a bit like a jigsaw puzzle, I suppose. You sit down and you actually complete it as a sense uh, and and finish it as opposed to just sort of fucking around, which is mostly what I did with Lego. <laughs> <laughs> well, I built another house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's go ahead and uh, and get into this Lego Batman movie. If uh, even if you've never seen the Lego movie, it doesn't really matter because Batman's whole story arc in that movie is completely out the window. What what we're getting is uh, Batman kind of in his element in Gotham City, and what this movie opens with is a uh, uh, a scene of a plane flying over Gotham City. You got a couple of pilots broing out; they're carrying this huge cargo of bombs. Um, over and C4 yeah, and C- other kinds of bombs. C- C4 has got old timey uh, cute bombs. Yeah, and so, some grenades. Like it's yeah. just like okay, everything explosive. And the best part is that they've got it sitting like loose on shelves, right. so it's <laughs> just kind of jangling around back there. Yeah. Um, and then we see some uh, some commando type guys, uh, you know, cut the door off the back of the plane and, and board it. You know, they fly in on a helicopter. They 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 board the plane, uh, and of course it's the Joker. Um, and this time around, he's voiced by Zach Galifianakis. What did you guys think of this Joker interpretation? I thought it was fine. I, it wasn't, you know, standout. I, I would have loved if it was Mark Hamill. But uh, <laughs> oh, I think it yeah. worked. And I, I especially think when, when, as you go through the plot and with what Joker does, it, it kind of works. He's like, nope, you're done with me. Get at me. Nah, 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 nah. And, and, but I, the opening scene you're talking about with the plane, which excuse me, the Joker coming in, I was like, hey, that's Bane's move. That's some bullshit, <laughs> taking the plane. Like, I've seen this before. Boo! They were, they were making reference to this other stuff, though. The, the pilots are, like, not afraid because, because Batman always stopped the Joker. And they're, they're referencing some of his earlier plots. They're like, well, what about the thing with the two boats? And he's like, oh, this is way yeah. bigger than the thing with the two boats. And like, well, what about the time with the parade and the Prince music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I loved about this movie. It's just the amount. Like it's clearly written by people who just know Batman back and back and forth, because there's so many little references that just pop up. And I mean, there are prob- there's probably a dozen that I didn't even get, you know. But there's just so many that that were there. But um, yeah, I, I I when it started with uh, Galifianakis as Joker, 
I was like, oh, okay, that's a little different. But then I sort of remembered, like, oh, this is just like a, a sort of a joke movie in a sense. Like, it, he doesn't have to be the Joker in a sense. It's just he's uh, he's just doing the voice. And the way that the Joker's character is in this, it, it's not really your, your classic murdering psychopath. He's just, it's a bit more like the Cesar Romero type um, fun Joker. So I thought I thought he did a good job, actually. Yeah, and that's that's not the only one. We'll probably get into a little bit later. But they they took uh, in a lot of ways like their Lego Batman is like the most Batman Batman of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like every it's like, kind of ultimate Batman. Right. Like everything about Batman. Like what? Which sort of Batman is it? Is it like '60s Batman? Is it Michael Keaton Batman? Is it the new Affleck Batman? And and the answer is yes. But the answer is yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's everything. Everything you've ever, everything that's ever been Batman is in this movie. And uh, and yeah, they he, just make him a caricature of himself. That's all. T- taking it up even even further than what they did in the in the first Lego movie. I, I really liked him. Not the most personal part is when Alfred has to yell at him to take the cowl off in the back of the limo <laughs> on the way to the ball. Yeah. And he's like, he's in a suit with the cowl on. Take your cowl off. My what? Yeah. Your face covered yeah, thing. Your armored face protection. Yeah. <laughs> he's just want to do it. And then, of course, when he pulls it off, his hair pops out perfect. Right. That was... Yeah, a little pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that opening, that opening scene, it just kicked off. I was watching it just kind of like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> just the amount of references and just the action involved and just yeah, so much Batman... That's yes. before before they even get into the the kind of next piece of it, which is the yeah you know, the Joker makes a giant bomb out of all of these explosives that are on this plane and immediately uh, you know attaches it to the Gotham City energy plant, which is uh, you know going to make a big enough explosion to to literally break the city in half because the city is just made on flimsy Lego plates. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so we see we see the mayor fly in to talk, and it turns out that the mayor is just Batman in disguise, and. Mm-hmm. What ensues is um, it's it's an incredible bit where Batman launches into a song about himself. The song is called "Who's the Who's the Batman," and it's uh, it's by um, Will Arnett, teamed up with Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy, um, <laughs> which which I would not have recognized. No. Did, didn't we have a conversation you and I in the car the other day that everybody expects you to know who's in Fall Out Boy and all the the their songs and you don't and people get disappointed in you for yeah, that? Yeah, I'm surprised how many people know the names of the band members of Fall Out Boy. My sister was like, you don't know Patrick Stump? And I'm like, eh. Like, I know who Pete Wentz is because I had to do all this celebrity gossip stuff for the various newspapers that I've worked for in my life. But, um, but that's it, man. Like, I, I, you know, trying not to know members of Fall Out Boy. <laughs> You can't always do it, but now I'm I'm, I'm happy to know Patrick Stump because uh, because he did this incredible Batman song. Except we were so excited about the movie that you know my son and I, as soon as the soundtrack became available, went ahead and listened to it, and it winds up being kind of a big spoiler, and it makes the whole moment really weird because the song on the soundtrack is mixed very differently from how it is in the movie. It's like the exact same song, but it's but the the mix is completely different, and in the movie it almost seems like Batman is sort of singing over a recording of himself oh. <laughs> um, and if you if you listen to it on the soundtrack enough times and then watch the movie it's a it, it's it's jarring okay um, <laughs> yeah 
This is why we don't let Tim host often, folks. We're sorry about this. <laughs> he, he, he's got his notes right in front of him, and he's trying to figure out where to go next, but it, like, he, he's, he's working hard. We'll, we'll get this one of these days. Uh, how, about, how about the fact that like you could, every villain is in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like Killer Croc, he just puts the bomb on the on the uh, the plant underneath the water, and he's like, "Oh, I did something!" <laughs> I'm just cracked up at that because I was like, "Yeah, Croc is pretty useless in most uh, most movies or most incarnations that he's in." I guess that, that's exactly what he did in Suicide Squad. He he put a yeah. bomb on a thing, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> he swam underwater, put a bomb on a thing. <laughs> Yay! I did something. Did something. That and the shout-outs for when he was going through all the villains, like, oh, the Riddler, Bane, Catwoman, and then he gets to, like, Crazy Quilt and Condiment Man, and I was yeah, like, oh, the, my God, these people really know Batman. The, 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 crazy, <laughs> the crazy references to, like, minor characters, yeah. like, I think the, yeah. the best, you know, we're not quite And then fucking story. Egghead turns up as well, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, the, there, the Bat man. Signal. The bad signal's been egged, and then it's just him, like, whoo I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that is gold. Yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't quit with that. And the, you know, the funny thing is, is that they, in the original advertising for this movie, they had kind of, you know, hyped this massive list of villains as being, as being kind of what this movie was all about. And as, as you're watching it, you get, like, you know, the first 30 minutes are basically everything you've just, you've already seen in the trailers. Um, and then it turns out later on that like none of these villains matter, and what we're actually up against is a whole different roster of villains. Yeah, well, I remember seeing the um, whatever it was, the report that said, "Oh, the Lego Batman movie has is getting uh, Billy D. Williams to be Two Face yes. because they thought that would be cool because he he never got to be Two Face uh, after he was um, Harvey Dent." in the 89 Batman, but of course he, he never ended up moving on to be Two-Face. So, oh, well, we'll kind of right or wrong type thing. And then he has like, what, maybe one line in this movie? Yeah, he has like, <laughs> maybe, maybe two. There's a, yeah. there are a couple of little uh, short features on the, um, actually one, one really good one on the, on the special features on the uh, iTunes version that I got where um, Two-Face comes in and starts just doing all this crazy stuff, talking about how all of his decisions are so unpredictable. And at one point, he, he takes off his pants, and then the Riddler puts on his pants, and then they start kind of hugging each other, and I feel like this is a throwback to, uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to that famous scene from Batman Forever. <laughs> I also looked through, the, I looked through the cast list before I watched it, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of people in this. You know, Conan O'Brien's the Riddler, and Jason Manzoukas is the Scarecrow. Like, this is going to be pretty good. And then, again, yeah, they're like, one line. Yeah. I think I don't think the Riddler even said anything. He just kind of went, ha ha, something like I that. Think, I think the guy. Oh no! He, uh, he, he later on, he's like, he's like, "Riddle, be this. What what just happened?" <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think the best thing is that they use Siri as Peter. The back yeah. Peter. Yeah. It's it's actually they actually just used Siri to get it to say what they wanted to, which was fantastic. And now Siri has all these Easter eggs where if you say, hey, Pewter, she'll she'll spit something back to you from the Lego Batman movie. Oh, and that's awesome. Like, my kids have figured this out and they have like my, you know, last generation iPhone. And uh, so they'll just sit there and shout, hey, Pewter, over and over again at their phones. <laughs> Looking at the cast list in this right now is pretty ridiculous. Like, Seth Green is King Kong. Uh, yeah. 
You've got um, Mariah Carey is the mayor. Yeah, Mariah Carey was the mayor. That was pretty interesting. Rosario I had to look Dawson up. is uh, Barbara Gordon. Well, she was at least in the movie, like right. Yeah, she's like a major. Like, and that yeah. was that. Yeah, you know, she's on the posters and stuff. Like Rosario Dawson is that girl. What I couldn't understand is you've got Ray Fiennes in it, right? He's Alfred, and yet Voldemort turns up in this movie. At least yeah. not Voldemort. Yeah, Eddie, that's Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard does yeah. the voice of Voldemort, which, which I think is a is kind of a hilarious choice. Yeah. Jo- Jonah Hill is Green Lantern. He, well, that was, he was reprising Green Lantern from the the Lego Movie. Oh, was he? Was, he? he was Green Lantern. Um, Channing Tatum was Superman, and I think those guys are both back. Yep. Yeah. Chris Hardwick yeah. is reporter number three. <laughs> I did have to look up Bane too because I thought, oh, that's funny that they're doing the Tom Hardy, you know, like <laughs> right. fucking yeah, Doug Benson Doug, of all people. Doug Benson. And I, I hope that one day Daryl watches this movie so we can just appreciate the fine work that Doug Benson does. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a fantastically over the top Tom Hardy Bane impression. Yeah. Except for he still has the he still has the luchador mask, which is cool. Right, but he, he he's got the luchador mask, but he's got the sort of Tom Hardy jacket. But he's yeah. also this giant hulking thing. Like there's, there, Lego makes you know the the standard size what they call a mini fig, and then there's also what they call a big fig, and that's what Bane is, this great big guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the villains they were definitely a highlight for me. Just how it was, you know. Hang on, are these real? These are real villains. You're making these up? Nope, they're all totally real. All real. It's, have a look on Google or something. <laughs> I, I I had to for a couple. Of them. I'm like, that's that's not real, is it? And they're like. Yep, yep, it is. It's yep. like, well, holy oh, yeah, crap. The Joker Condiment, a man. A couple of great yeah. moments like that where he's like, probably worth the Google. <laughs> and then later on, uh, you know, he's, he's introducing the, uh, the Daleks from Doctor Who, and he's like, ask your nerd friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. British robots. Yeah. Ask your nerd friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was something where they weren't allowed to say Daleks for some reason. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I doubt uh, it though. If they're in it, I mean, right. you would think, if, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're kind of we're kind of skipping ahead, but yeah, what 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 happens in the plot is basically we've got we've got Batman uh, coming home to the Batcave, then uh, Commissioner Gordon retires, Barbara Gordon becomes the new police chief, um, and in the in the meantime, he meets this orphan Dick Grayson, who he accidentally adopts by signing papers as he's signing autographs because he's falling in love with Barbara Gordon, right? Which. Uh, and Tim, I don't know if you had this thought as he's doing that. Did you think back to the Killing Joke? No, I didn't think back to the Killing Joke at all. And I, well, actually, like I, um, uh, I thought more of, of just of Wayne's World because every time he looks at her, he hears he hears Cutting Cruise. Mm-hmm. I just died in your arms tonight. Hmm. Um, I th- I thought of um, Killing Joke where. Uh, with Joker sort of like oh this is a new commissioner oh and she's so pretty or something like that and I thought oh yeah there's a little you know well, when Bruce killing joke nod like, oh god Bruce no yeah but this yeah. Um, well but, but it's it, in a lot of ways the opposite of the, the killing joke because you know this this presents them in a context where she doesn't have the same kind of infatuation with Batman yeah. she like her goal as police commissioner is to kind of rein him in and get him to work within the law and uh mm. You know, he initially is infatuated with her and kind of learns that it's going to have to be a platonic thing, that, uh, that it's not going anywhere romantically. So I, so I, I find that, like, yeah, this, this interpretation of Barbara Gordon is almost um, a counterpoint to what they did in the Killing Joke movie that really, I think, made all the fans really upset. 
because uh, that's a you know this animated movie that that uh, takes the original story of the killing joke tacks on this Batgirl story where she is kind of pining for Batman over and over again and that's one of her major motivations in becoming a crime fighter um, which eventually culminates in a steamy rooftop sex scene which is yeah, kind of an uncomfortable thing to watch yeah yeah <laughs> especially later when you have scenes with Batman and Gordon just like hanging out right it's like, it's yeah. like yeah just just banged your daughter like yeah, <laughs> an hour ago. Now, uh, yeah. now she's been shot by the Joker. She's in a coma and she'll never walk again. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was it was really really kind of poorly done. I think a lot of people were hoping for something that was a little bit more, you know, that gave that gave Batgirl some more agency in this this Killing Joke story, which had never sat right with a lot of people in the history of the DC universe. And it, it didn't, uh, but the Lego Batman movie, I think, at least makes makes some progress in writing that wrong by by presenting this much stronger Barbara Gordon character voiced by Rosario Dawson. And, and yeah, which is really this the whole reason why we're doing this podcast, isn't it, Tim? With your yes. <laughs> love for Rosario that's, that's, Dawson. That's, that's absolutely right. <laughs> and, and Have you watched? The obligatory uh, Kevin Smith reference for Zara Dawson, who was in Clerks 2, directed by Kevin Smith. All right, right. there we yeah. go. We, yeah. <laughs> we got it. We we've, we've checked all the boxes here. Um, I think so. I've already mentioned Suicide Squad. Uh, and, well, Ralph Garman is reporter number two, who is on Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith as well. So, wow. there you go. Uh, we, we, we're getting all our material in here early, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then what's also cool about about Rosario Dawson's Batgirl is that they 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 went ahead and like and like actually made her skin tone look like Rosario Dawson. So like she's not she's not just your standard Batgirl. She's actually a woman of color. Um, and and now you have this represented in like all these different Lego minifigures of Batgirl, which which I think winds up being pretty cool. Which is weird because well I guess you know never mind. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I was going to different tangent. It didn't work so. But yeah, I, I liked Rosario Dawson. The, the great thing was, you know, her first her four step plan to, you know, end vigilantism and improve the city. And Batman's like, "Can I get a drink of water?" Grab grabs the yes. bat and then spits it out. And the whole time he's Bruce Wayne, and he's just making all these comments. Every time she says something negative about Batman, he's like, "Oh come on, give me a break!" Right. It's like yeah. really hiding that identity there, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's kind of a running joke throughout the entire movie that no matter what he says or does, like nobody's going to put two and two together and realize that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, it's the same voice and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like when Robin discovers that the the Batcave is underneath Wayne Manor, and he's like, "Batman lives in Bruce Wayne's basement." No, yeah. Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and later on, the Joker gets one too, where he's like, "So you're telling me." Batman is Bruce Wayne's roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought they might have played with the whole Superman Clark Kent glasses thing too at some point as well, but um, yeah, not so much. <laughs> no, no, just Superman is just, Batman just does not like, mm. which is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'm not. I'm here to. I'm not. I'm not here to fight. It's okay. And he's like, I would crush you. Yeah. Whoa! No way. <laughs> Just do, love the does he, Do they realize their mothers have the same name? Yeah, I don't think they, yeah. they had that conversation at that point. 
Right, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so so moving on from there, we've also got uh, we've also got Michael Sarah as uh, as as Robin, and he gets his his uh, um, his first test as uh, Alfred uh, enables the parental lock, locks Bruce or locks Batman out of the Bat computer, and forces him to spend time with Robin. And what he decides to do is infiltrate the Fortress of Solitude and steal Superman's Phantom Zone projector so he can permanently get rid of the Joker by sending him to the Phantom Zone. And, uh, and this is where we get to see Dick Grayson kind of have this moment of, of morphing into Robin. What did you guys think of Michael Sarah in that role? I thought he did a pretty good job being the over-the-top, I, I love me, love me, oh, love me, and then just the fanboy Batman stuff. Like, it was Michael Sarah. You know, his range is not particularly... Uh, Great, but he did a good job with this over your Robin. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty much Michael Sarah doing what what he does, really. Um, as that awkward kid that's got no confidence and that kind of thing. The only thing I've ever seen Michael Sarah in where he's not like that is um, this is the end, where he's playing himself and he's like this drug addict weirdo. But uh, yeah. Especially since you've got, um, uh, what's his name, Will Arnett in this as well, as Batman, of course. So you have the Arrested Development connection. That's pretty cool. I thought from the trailers and things I saw that that Robin was going to be really shrill. Like, they made him really rude looking, and and, uh, just based on the promotional things that they showed us of him, like, kind of ripping his pants off and, you know, talking in these kind of sing-songy rhymes that... uh, that Robin was going to get on my nerves as the movie went on, but actually, mm. um, I, I think as a ghost, he kind of he he conveys some some real emotion. Like he's he's weirdly capable of doing all of the th- random things that Batman asks him to do, and uh, and you know all that all that like cutesy sentimental stuff that he does gets like n- never gets laid on too thick. Like they're just using it. Uh, sparingly enough that I didn't get tired of him as the movie went on. Yeah, like the whole "don't call me dad" thing, and then he's calling him padre and yeah. all these other things. You know, yeah. Then that, that was pretty cool. Also, they—I don't know if it was intentional or not—but this Robin, even though he's Dick Grayson, kind of looks like Carrie Kelly as well. Right, he's got With the the, uh, the the glasses, like the glasses. Yeah. So Carrie Kelly and his hit, the, the female future Robin from. Uh, mm. The Dark Knight Returns for, for yeah. anybody who's listening to this and is not as big of a Batman fan as we are. Yeah. Also, the mutant leader shows up in that opening montage as well. Yeah. And they're trying to bash in his car. He was there. I'm like, hey, there's that guy. <laughs> right. He's, so. he's getting, he's not available yet, but he's going to get an actual minifigure uh, coming. Uh, he should be a, he should be one of those big ones. Was it the mega figure or whatever? Yeah, but he's not. He's because he comes. He comes with a uh, Bane. Like he's coming with uh, Bane's truck, so it's going to be Bane, and then the mutant leader is just a, a, a regular <laughs> thing. Which, which, yeah, he kind of. He should, he should be, be a big, he should be a big yeah. guy, but he's not a whole lot bigger than Batman. No, not true. Yeah, as long as you play with him in the mud, I think that will be the uh, right. the proper setting for that Lego set. And again, yeah, if anyone hasn't read Dark Knight Returns, yeah, he's got no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) You should should go out and read Dark Knight Returns, though. It's it's an important Batman story. And then just stop there. Don't worry about Strikes Back. Just, just, no, forget (laughs) it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I haven't. Have you started reading uh, Dark Knight Three: The Master Race? Uh, I read what? about. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's called. That's right. That's what it's called, Jared. Yeah. Uh, um, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I started and I got into about six or seven, and now I haven't got back to it. So. Yeah, I never actually started reading it. I, I bought one of the first issues just because I liked the Tim Sale variant cover. But mm. um, but yeah, I haven't actually read any of it. It's Frank Miller doing what Frank Miller does these days, <laughs> which is almost like Frank Miller um, parodying himself oh, man. <laughs> in a sense, but unintentionally. So, so what you're saying is he's the Kevin Smith of uh, comics. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go along with that. Sick Kevin Smith burn. Yeah. Well, well. Tusk, Tusk was a piece of shit. One Come of on. these days, I'm going to get around to watching all those Kevin Smith movies. I think uh, <laughs> I just I just got stars to watch American Gods, and I think Red State is streaming on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tusk is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. So after they get the uh, Phantom Zone projector, Batman is sort of faced with a crisis as he uh, wants to impress Batgirl, but mostly he just wants to, he's, he's completely taken the bait on Joker's plan, busts into Arkham Asylum, sneaks into the Phantom Zone projector, walks into the Joker's cell, and, and zaps him right into the Phantom Zone. And uh, this, is, this is right after Batman and the Joker have another one of these... Uh, you know, kind of emotional romantic comedy moments that they play up throughout the movie where the Joker is trying to get Batman to admit that that Just just say you hate me. Yeah. Just just say it. It's okay. Just four little words or four little letters. Just say you hate me. No. I, I, I strongly dislike you. It's, it's it's just so great. I love that interaction between them and it's like you know what? You're not gonna say you hate me? Fine, you can do without me. I'm locking up. No more chasing me. No, that's it. I, just <laughs> the, the whole interaction is just great between them. Well, at one point, the Joker, like, he rubs his body as well, as if, like, yeah, you'll never get this again. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. quite... It's like, oh, that snuck that one in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely some good adult humor in, in, yeah. in here. Even, even in that particular scene, Batman had to... He had to take his pants off for some reason to go through security at Arkham Asylum, and he just runs into Joker's cell and... Joker's like, That's oh, right. briefs, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so now, when we're getting to this world, I, and I'm trying to remember, have we gone? Has he? He's gone to Superman's Fortress of Solitude and found the party. The oh, thing right. Put him right. Yeah, that was that's where they stole the Phantom Zone projector. But yeah, there's this whole this whole party that has tons and tons of, of Justice League members. It's being DJed by Wonder Dog. Um, yeah, a whole a whole lot of uh, a whole lot more DC Universe Easter eggs. If you didn't get enough in that opening sequence with all the Batman villains, yeah, the Wonder Twins and <laughs> yeah, Black yeah. Vulcan and everyone's in the Apache Chief. Everyone and, and yeah. Batman's trying to pretend like he's not offended that he didn't get invited. Right, he's the only yeah. the only member of the Justice League or or any superhero who didn't get invited to their anniversary. <laughs> party. I did love that the doorbell was the classic John Williams Superman theme too. That was great <laughs> for the uh, Fortress of Solitude. That, that has to just be how, doorbell. Just, just like the Batcave's doorbell has to be. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just how he, he presses the doorbell and then just drops his head is like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. 
especially considering like Man of Steel doesn't really have that like no none of the Superman stuff has ever held a candle to um, the John Williams theme like that's just that is Superman music like you should just use that for everything who cares oh yeah, yeah like yeah. if it's a reboot or whatever who gives a shit you use the same music because that's Superman music you know it's it's, 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 uh, geez, it's turning up in a freaking Deadpool short now like yeah Exactly. It's it's so it's so ubiquitously superheroic that now it's well even even kids like I bet you there'd be kids that have watched this movie now because it's a Lego movie they probably have never seen the original Superman Christopher Reeve but they are right. I'll bet you they know that music just because that is Superman music so yeah Superman and Batman you know that he, he that the nineteen sixties theme song was so good but he's had several different really good theme songs he's got the you got the Batman yeah. and series music. You've got um, uh, the the Danny Elfman music for the Tim Burton Batman movies. Those those themes were also really solid. Um, yeah, and, and even the Dark Knight theme. You know, like yeah. that is still good. Like you know, to me the Batman ones have been okay, but you can't really. I don't know. It's it, it's weird. Like I prefer Batman to Superman, but Superman is definitely more of an iconic character so i think the music fits fit him so well that it's very difficult to be like oh this is the new superman theme mm, no right yeah so so from there um batman and robin get locked up in arkham asylum because they've they've broken the law they've gone too far they've crossed that line with commissioner gordon and so uh, as as their inmates we see the joker get whisked away to the phantom zone uh, and he meets all the villains that are up there they were hinted at earlier in the movie with this new segment with Superman that uh, Batman watches from his limousine, but um, but we we get there and this this was the part of the movie that was a real surprise to me because I I hadn't read anything that was kind of uh, tipping off that these um, additional characters were going to be in there. Um, but Greg, what did you think when you saw all these new characters from all these different movies in the Phantom Zone? Yeah, I I wasn't expecting that when it was like, oh, I was expecting to see like Zod and I thought there'd be like Brainiac and all these kinds of guys. But then it was like, oh, no, it's there's King Kong and, and Voldemort and, and fucking I have Sauron. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Uh, but that's what's good about the Lego stuff, I suppose. And part of like the, the bits I have seen of the first Lego movie where it seems like if they've got the rights to make Lego for it, they can put it in their movie. Because you had Gandalf and, and and all kinds of things, so um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting it, but uh, yeah, it was a welcome surprise, especially since they were all just kind of weirdos as well. You know, <laughs> like they weren't so much as threatening. It was just like, oh, like King Kong climbs the building. First thing he says is like, "Yeah, come at me," you know. It's just like, okay, <laughs> and you had the shark from Jaws, like, you know. Uh, as like this sort of battlefield general <laughs> later on where he's <laughs> telling everyone to go. I thought, oh, that's great. He was driving the bat submarine in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I made, I made like a whole list of all the all the villains that were in there. It's the Gremlins uh, from yep. Gremlins 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I like that we, they had we, to fight them on the wings. script for a Gremlins movie, we uh, need to turn into a podcast at some point. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Gremlins 3 is coming soon to an unfunny no tangent near you 
Um, <laughs> then also Voldemort from Harry Potter, Sauron from Lord of the Rings, there's Jaws, there's the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, the Wicked Witch of the West, Dracula, Medusa, King Kong, Agent Smith from The Matrix, the Daleks from Doctor Who, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and the mummy. <laughs> I like that they immediately jumped on board as well, where it's like, hear me out, we're going to do this, and then, uh, yep, we'll do it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, all right, great, yeah, let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Voldemort voiced by voiced by the lizard. Oh, and then there's also this uh, this great big giant lizard thing that's not really Godzilla, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that was supposed to be. The, yeah, the one that was um, that fired the the sort of atomic breath at at the Sauron Eye or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was a weird kind of mishmash between Godzilla and. I guess the creature from the Black Lagoon. It looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but he's massive. So then there's also like a minifigure version of the creature from the Black Lagoon. So I don't, I don't know what they were going for with him, but mm. it was a, it was a cool Lego build, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, yeah, so from there, Batman gets out of jail um, and only does it by sort of agreeing to team up, and this kind of gets gets back to the. Uh, the other half of the central theme of the movie, which is that Batman needs to start acknowledging that relationships with people are important to him. Um, and so uh, so his relationship with the Joker is one side of it, and then the other side is his relationship with his Bat family, um, including Alfred and now Dick Grayson and uh, Barbara Gordon, who has just been sort of uh, converted to the cause. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, It's not like she's... She can't be completely new to Batman. That's one problem. It's like, you've known James Gordon for, based on the movie they show it, like a hundred years where they go to the flashbacks, like the old Batman things and stuff. It's like, you didn't know about his daughter. You didn't know her. Nothing. No, no relationship there. Never saved her life or anything like that in the past. All brand new. I think, yeah. I think that this is, that's actually how Batgirl was, was introduced because Batgirl was created for the third season of the 1966 uh, TV show uh, before she ever appeared in the comic books or anything like that. And she just showed up all, like like uh, one day, like Commissioner Gordon was sort of like, oh, here's here's my daughter back from college or whatever like that. <laughs> that that's a little different for that series. Yeah. Like now where we're at and they're referencing all this other stuff, like within the confines of this movie, they know all the other stuff's going on. There's no way Jim Gordon hasn't been abducted with his family if Batman had to save him and Barbara Gordon. Like, it just had yeah. to happen. I'm just saying. Well, she, well, this she Batman, this Batman especially is, you know, where they go back and go, oh, it's like that thing that happened in 2016 and 2012 yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, two, and 2008 and 2005. And, and, and 93 and 94 and 66. Sort of like yeah, every Batman who's, you know, he's... he's more like seventy-eight years old or whatever, but yeah, but but and they said so one of those thirty-five, yeah, or, yeah. I think, and I mean, one of those movies is Batman and Robin, where Batgirl is is in it, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, again, it's that was just a joke, yeah. but um, in the movie, but I mean, I guess this Batman is so self-absorbed as well; he doesn't know anything about anyone else, so because yeah. he just he he's all about him, so she had she had some knowledge some prior knowledge of Batman because she had her whole plan and well, yeah, talking about how, how he was like part of her motivation to get into crime fighting and well yeah everybody in the city knew who Batman yeah. was That's, it's not like she had special direct knowledge right. like she's like 
Oh yeah, that guy from TV. Yeah, no. But what you're saying is he makes amends and yeah, and, and I guess it, um, I was gonna say it also kind of downplays the the Batman Jim Gordon relationship a lot compared to what you would see in like like Jim Gordon has a couple of throwaway lines before he's basically brushed aside. You know, he, he gives Barbara like the switch to the bat signal and is like, yeah, if you're ever yeah. in trouble, just use this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like the 60s Batman then, uh, Gordon again then because he just <laughs> didn't really do anything. What do we do? Uh, get on the phone. Same with, um, like Commissioner Gordon really does nothing in the, in the Burton movies either. He doesn't really do anything. He's there, but there's no relationship with him and, and Batman. And that was, that was the most amazing thing. He didn't do anything in those movies and yet they were like, they were super committed to like keeping that same actor. Like the whole yeah. reason that they had to rewrite Batgirl's story to make her like Alfred's American niece was because they thought that that Commissioner Gordon was too old to be her father. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's like, never mind that you get a new fucking Batman, you know, three out of four movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. why, why can't we just get a different Commissioner Gordon? Like, Come on, guys. Yeah. Plus, if 80-year-old if um, Alfred is your uncle, then right. your parents aren't going to be that much younger than him. You know, yeah. it might, like, it was, even if his parents were, even if his youngest daughter or whatever, uh, youngest sister or something was 20 years younger than him, they're still 60-odd. <laughs> then they've got this, like, 20-year-old clueless daughter. <laughs> now there's a... Oh, now there's a uh... There's rumors circulating that, that Alicia Silverstone is interested in coming back to play Batgirl in the upcoming Joss Whedon well, Batgirl movie. I don't know that it was that. Uh, it really? was just that she made a comment that she could be a better Batgirl now than she was then. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think she. I didn't read the full comments, but I think she may have said she'd be interested. But really, the comment was is that I'd be better. What I saw in the headline was I'd be a better Batgirl now than I was then. That's not so bad. That, that's not a. Mm. I, yeah. I always, I always liked her. Everybody always liked her. I think. Yeah. Like, if you, if you grew up in the '90s and didn't like Alicia Silverstone, then we can't be friends. <laughs> uh, right, right up until Batman and Robin, and then Batman and Robin happened. And it was like, nope. <laughs> Sorry, Alicia Silverstone, we're we're breaking up. <laughs> it's like she had the biggest career move, yeah, in the span of like two years. She's in Clueless, and she's yeah. like this gonna be this big star type thing and then she's in batman and robin and everyone just went oh <laughs> it just killed her career <laughs> and this. all right so so finally uh you know we see we see batman start to employ some teamwork um we see some um, some master building which is which is what uh uh you know certain characters are able to do in the original lego movie where you yeah, so what's that about? That's why I sort of, I think I got, not lost, but that's where I was like, there's this master building stuff, like what's all that about? In, in the Lego movie, there's this idea that certain characters um, have, have learned this, this ability which basically lets them see that their world is made of Legos and they can take that apart and you know, build something new out of that, basically. Like, oh, okay. Think Keanu in the Matrix. Yeah, it's, 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 right. kind, of, it's kind of like that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, uh, so, you, you skipped over one of my favorite parts is them shopping for, they're, they're going through the reel of bat suits uh, for everybody to find the right one. Oh, man. And the fact that he even had a butler bat suit ready to go. Right. 
Except for one time it comes by and it's just Alfred standing there on the rack yeah. and he steps off and starts to yeah. starts to get on Batman's case again. Um, would would you like to know how many of those bat suits we actually have in minifigure form? Because I've made a list. Yes, I, I would like to know All how right. many. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've got regular Batman. We've got Scoob Bat, which is the Scuba Batman. Uh, Raging Batman, which is a boxing glove one. The Bat Pack. Lobster loving Batman, glam metal Batman, Clan of the Cave Batman, Vacation Batman, Pink Fairy Batman, Excalibat, Tears of a Clown Batman, Disco Batman, Electric Batsuit, and Bruce Wayne. Plus, we have a plush stuffed animal version of Lego Batman and the Brickheads Batman, which is like a buildable Funko Pop type figure. <laughs> wow, you need to uh, you need to take a photo of that. And I can't tell who's more spoiled, you or your kids. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the crazy thing is, is that with all that, there are still a ton of bat suits that they show in this movie that they haven't even made minifigs of yet, and maybe they never will. I don't know if they're going to do like another series of the blind bag figures, um, but you know, there's like the the mariachi bat suit. There's like a Santa <laughs> Easter Bunny bat suit. Uh, there's like an Uncle Sam one. There's like a, a like a some kind of a uh, centurion warrior type guy. Um, yeah, the, the the number of weirdo bat suits that they've dreamed up for this movie is just yeah. It puts it puts like the Lego Batman video games to shame. Where 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 in some of those games there's some obnoxious suit switching where you have to get the right ability. Yeah, I, I like that the Robin costume was really a reggae man or Rasta man <laughs> yeah. um, for, for a Halloween party. Is what he, what he said, and then of course Robin puts it on and realizes I don't have room for acrobatics in these tights, and then just pulls them off and is down to his boxers, and then of course the Batman response, I can only look you in your eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job of kind of poking fun at the whole Robin thing. Even where he's like, "Oh, do I get a costume?" It's like, "Oh, I feel like you'd kind of look like a kid out on Halloween, like yeah. running along beside me," you know, <laughs> which is. One of the things that's always the criticism of Robin, you know. Yeah. They did a good job with making fun of, like, the Batman arsenal and stuff and how much there is. Because earlier in the movie when Dick was running through the um, Batcave, oh, can I touch this? And he's like, the Bat sub, the yeah. Bat, the Bat boat, the Bat, bat plane, the Bat quad, the bat, like, everything that Batman has for vehicles. Like, And so they did the same thing with the costumes, which I just thought was... It was a good way to, you know, send up how ridiculous it is, how much different merch Batman has. And and all of those things come back later too. Like every every single one of those things we see them being launched back at Batman by the yeah. by this crazy group of villains that they call the Ubers uh, later on in the movie. Do they drive? What? They do yeah, they do drive. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all done on like a ride sharing platform. Okay, right? yeah. yeah. Well, this movie's kind of a rideshare platform. Everybody gets in, all the different movie brands. Yep. All, all the different superheroes, yeah. The sharing a ride yeah. on this vehicle. No, they're, they're, yeah, and for some reason in the in the credit sequence, they have like the villains, which is the list of Batman villains, and then they have the Ubers, which is the other villains, yeah. like Voldemort. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing that I thought that this movie did really well that, that other movies like Suicide Squad have been sort of criticized for is... Like every every little thing that they set up like that, even the stupid snake clowns joke, mm. like they 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 bring it all back at some point in the movie. Like nothing, no no little detail like that kind of goes unnoticed. It's all uh, it all kind of comes full circle, which is really cool. Yeah, there's no throwaway 
stuff it was all yeah there was a lot of setup and then a lot of payoffs which was cool (laughs) especially for a movie that's throwing out you know 20 jokes a minute yeah yeah, throwing out out so much stuff um and then yeah finally uh the the next major thing that happens is after they um they have some success they take out the eye of sauron and finally get the drop on the joker they're able to in a position to sneak into the Batcave, they take a selfie and Batman has this existential moment where he realizes that he's become part of a family again and that's when he locks them in the, the scuttler and sends them away. Sends them to a, the, the, a taco shop on the border of Bloodhaven to go get chimichangas while he goes and faces the Joker alone. Yeah, I like all the, the references too where they they bring up Bloodhaven and all those kinds of things. That was cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I said, it really shows. Like whoever wrote it is, um, they've clearly either either they clearly know their Batman stuff, or they really did a lot of research. <laughs> yeah. So from there, um, Joker has his, his one last moment uh, of a failed uh, villain romance, where they really get into it with the whole uh, "you've never said I hate you" thing <laughs> uh, before he zaps Batman into the Phantom Zone. Um, then of course uh, Batman's gonna gonna talk his way out come back save the city uh, this time with the help of all of his friends and all of his former villains that they've that they've sprung from Arkham Asylum and uh, finally the whole thing culminates in a moment where Batman makes up with Joker and they all flex their ab muscles to click the whole city (laughs) back together I like that too that was like there's this big effort and it's all like oh here it goes it's getting back together and then it just goes yeah. click <laughs> it's just that one little yeah. thing like, oh it's done <laughs> it's like, oh, that's you, right when you think because about it's how, how your abs would really feel in that situation like that's pretty tough like all that all that planking followed by a really hard crunch like <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't be easy to do no <laughs> uh, so that um, one thing I'd ask about as well the that the Phantom Zone, like gatekeeper, that the, the brick, um, that they keep calling, yeah, Phyllis. Oh, Phyllis. Is that I, have I missed something there? Where with the Phyllis name, or is that just it's just a name? It's just a joke. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about that. It, for some reason, it took me a, a, a like I could never figure out that that was the voice of Ellie Kemper from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I didn't realize that. Um, oh right, she's on the Office yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the Office. Um, and uh, she's a really, a really kind of neat character for some reason. Like, kind of has a couple of little scene stealing moments where she's doing the whole like, uh, you know, Saint Peter thing up in the Phantom Zone, mm-hmm. where she shows everybody all the bad things they did and whether or not they deserve to be there. Yeah, I, I like how at the end there, well, Phyllis just comes through the Phantom Zone yeah. to tell Batman, "Night, we're good." Yeah. 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 <laughs> You've proven not to be one of the Ubers. You're not a bad person. Yeah. No. So he kind of he kind of writes the wrongs he's perpetrated on uh, uh, not just his his bat family, but also on the Joker. All the yeah. All the broken hearts <laughs> are mended, and so uh, so Batman gets to stick around for for one more big musical number at the end. <laughs> I like too how it was like we're not we're not just going to let all the these villains just go are we and it's like oh, I'm half an hour head start it'll be yeah. fine <laughs> which is funny because there's a bit of a I don't know if it's intentional or not but that could be a little bit of a callback to the last episode of the uh, Justice League cartoon 
uh, the the uh, Bruce Tim one that they did because at the very end of that, um, there's a scene where there's a bunch of villains left over and they've actually helped uh, stop Darkseid. I think it was, and uh, they're like, "So what about us? Like, we helped you save the world. He's going to send us back to prison." And Batman looks at Superman. He's like, mm, 10 minute head start." <laughs> and they just and they all piss bowled away and then then yeah you have all the, this sort of um uh, like casting credit call curtain call thing at the end with all the you know justice league running down the steps type thing but that uh yeah that just reminded me of that where he's like oh, we'll give him half an hour head start it'll be fine <laughs> and especially since um um that they now he's got like the team around him type thing. He's got Robin and Batgirl and even though she's Barbara Gordon, but now she's Batgirl as well. And even Alfred had his bat suit, you know, Oh, I missed this. I missed the sixties. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like reference upon reference. I just thought, yeah, really good. How they did it. So the, the, this movie I think was really well received. Like, uh, critics seem to, Dig it. I don't know exactly what the uh, Rotten Tomato score was on it, but um, for whatever reason, it didn't didn't do quite as well at the box office as the first Lego Movie. And I've like from from just some of the random people I've talked to, like I've I've, I've heard kind of a mixed reaction. Do you think that this movie has enough to appeal to people who are not as big of nerds as we are? So, so just to give a little backup to what you just said, looks like Rotten Tomatoes, the average rating is about a 7.6 out of 10, but a 90% approval. So it, it, it's well-received, but not great. Metacritic scores 75 out of 100. And it didn't do horribly for as far as money-wise, because worldwide it's made about $300 million, um, and that's before going to DVD and streaming, which... Based wow. on kind yeah, of for market, a, I'd expect to be a pretty good. Yeah, for for a kids' movie, especially like that'll move yeah. a lot of. Uh, yeah. It's it's hard to find gifts for kids' birthdays, man. <laughs> that, that that would be a good a good go to actually because because everybody knows that my son loves Batman so much. So if he if he presents you know a kid in his class with a uh, Blu-ray copy of Lego Batman movie, I think that that. Would be like, <laughs> like, oh, I think I'll I think I'll definitely buy it when it comes when it finally comes out here on. Um, Blu-ray, yeah, I think I'll, I'll definitely, I think I'll get this one just so I can watch it again, um, and uh, like, well, there's probably a bunch of things I missed, you know, and just um, a bit like uh, Flying High, although, um, sorry, it's Airplane for you guys, um, you watch that again and it's, there's, you, you see something different every time, I think this movie might be a bit similar. Yeah, I, I, just, might, I might do the same for the same reason, is watch it again times to get those players to you know some of the jokes you miss because they're so really kind of a, a fast joke in yeah. <clears throat> especially if they do a commentary track I think that would be yeah. pretty funny if they get you know Will Arnett and Rosario and whoever else yeah Michael Sarah yeah yeah that'd be pretty cool and the other beyond just the jokes too there's like everything that Batman says is this little weird quotable thing you know I, I basically everything that I wrote in these uh uh intros and stuff like that is all random things that Batman says at some point in the movie. Yeah. Just I love how he's like, I have a, all nine abs. Yeah, I have an extra ab. <laughs> we are just one big, happy fraternity of people who did an awesome job together. Yeah. I can't think of any other way to put that. Yeah. 
that's why I think that and I'm sure there's stuff that's in the background and stuff that you miss little references like as they're doing the big battle at the end and stuff mm. that are probably buried in there I thought it was good I don't think it was as good as the Lego movie um, yeah, the, the Lego movie and, and I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for, for Greg if you hadn't seen it but the, the Lego no, movie right. has this this surprise emotional gut punch that really brought me to tears like <laughs> um and, uh, and 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 I didn't see it coming, and I think I think you'll you'll probably feel pretty similar to the to the way that I did. I, I recommend you go out and watch that. Yeah, I'm keen to see it now, so I'm, I'm um, I'll definitely check that one out. And it's definitely it's got a lot of the, the elements that you liked. If you like if you like this version of Batman, like he's got plenty to do in Lego Movie, and it's got <laughs> it's got some really surprising uh, little pop culture cameos as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think this was an enjoyable movie and would be worth a second watch which for me if it sucks it's not getting that um i'd rather watch this than batman and robin put it that way oh yeah that's oh, yeah. that's not even close <laughs> yeah and maybe even batman forever because i mean i i think batman forever isn't as bad as as it's sort of remembered i think because of it has the stink of batman and robin on it um uh, but yeah i i think this one's probably yeah i'd probably watch this again before that and also yeah I, I totally don't mind when my my son wants to put on the soundtrack and listen to that over and over again like it's it's, it's very yeah. enjoyable and I've, I've made this whole mixtape with all these other songs that were in the um promotional materials too like the uh, we ride in batman by vic there's uh um you know wiz khalifa's black and yellow uh there's <laughs> a, a fifth harmony song called boss they use in like the barbara gordon tv spot um and and some other things and uh, it all comes together to make a pretty great little uh, mixtape <laughs> all right i think that about wraps it up yeah i think i think that's about good any uh uh you guys you guys want to pick a winner of the week for uh batman Ooh, do we um <laughs> uh let's go with the joker i'm gonna go with joker because i just love the 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 relationship you know you never say you hate me. And you're not going to get this. I just thought that was just a great way to play the Joker. It's like a, 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 a ignored lover almost rather than like. Yeah, just, it's good because it kind of has, there's a basis to that as well. It's not just out of nowhere because, um, again, Dark Knight Returns, like when Batman disappears, so does the Joker, essentially. And then when Batman turns returns uh, or comes back, uh so does the Joker. So yeah, he really does feel that without Batman, he's he's he, everything he does is for Batman essentially. So yeah, I agree, Jared. I think that's a good um, a good take. And the, the Joker gets to be once. I'm I'm gonna give it uh, to Batgirl because uh, I mean it's it's because it's Rosario. Rosario is awesome. What am I, what I just want to give it to yeah. Rosario. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, but, but also yeah, I feel like it's a. You know, after the Batgirl killing joke debacle, like this, this is the Batgirl that we needed, and uh, and I'm glad that we got her. I'll um, I'll just go with the obvious and go with Will Arnett because I think yeah, it's he does a good job of of being a, a parody of Batman, but still very much like Batman in some aspects. Um, yeah, just all around pretty good. I mean, that guy's funny and everything he's in. So I mean. Did you? Did any of you guys see the clip from the Oscars where Everything Is Awesome was nominated? 
Yeah. And and he shows up in the bat suit with electric guitar just yep. to deliver darkness, no parents, and then they just wheel him off the stage again. Yeah. It was cold. You can wearing... tell people in the crowd were like, oh, what was that about? <laughs> right. That was amazing. But it, was, it, was, it was incredible. And I think he was wearing Val Kilmer's actual bat suit from uh, yeah. Batman Forever, <laughs> which made it even better. That's done the rounds, that suit, because that's apparently the suit that they all um, screen test in as well. Like there's, there's footage of Christian Bale wearing that suit, doing um, um, screen tests for for Batman and then he's wearing I think he's wearing that suit again when um, they're doing screen tests for oh, what's her name Anne Hathaway but it's they must have just called Christian Bale in because he's got his beard and everything and his long hair like he normally does <laughs> and it's sticking out of the bat suit and it's, oh, it's, it's magic if you haven't seen it look it up it's 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 great you just got this guy like and it's just got this beard sticking out of the bottom of his, of his cowl it's awesome this is from Batman Begins. Okay. The the one is when they I'm pretty sure it's they were um they're doing a screen test for Anne Hathaway with Christian Bale for Rises. And um but yeah, he's got like his he's got his beard and his long hair from from whatever it, it seems like when he's not in a movie he grows a beard. <laughs> um but yeah, he has it in the bat cowl and it's it's great. <laughs> But the Val Kilmer one, he's definitely in the Val Kilmer suit for his screen test for um, um, for Begins. And it's the whole um, Flash interrogation scene. You know, swear to me, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see if we can find links to that to post on it. Yeah, if we can find it, I'll put it on the website, yeah, with, the, um, with this, yeah. Right. I guess that just wraps it up for uh, for Lego Batman the movie. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Greg is at Greg T thirteen. That's G R E I G. Uh, Jared is at Superjew seventy five, and I am at Tim Ogney, and also at AttackOfTheDead dot um, We are part of the Steel Cage Podcast Network, so check out thesteelcage.com. Uh, don't forget to follow them on all the social medias, and uh, if you get over there, purchase a Steel Cage shirt. King of Soft Style. King of Soft Style. Uh, um, to, to follow us at Unfunny End Tangent on Twitter, Unfunny Nerd Tangent on Facebook, UnfunnyNerdTangent.com is the website. If you're on the website, if you're on the SteelCage.com, uh, we now have affiliate links for WWE. So if you're going to purchase anything from WWE Shop or get the WWE Network, if you want to go ahead and click through those links, it costs you nothing. It gives a little kickback to us really gives back to Josh who provides all our hosting and website maintenance and stuff so help him out a little bit because he helps bring all this content to everybody um, yeah it's a nice little sure. little way for us to make a little bit of money to cover this and make sure he can have like fresh running shoes yeah yeah band-aids band-aids yeah, yeah, band so that yeah. trail running stuff Josh right. uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of like Bruce Wayne when he's in training you know Josh uh gets a little beaten up and bruised up, so we want to make sure he's got all the uh, band-aids and yeah, that's right. you know, ice packs and stuff he needs. Yeah. Okay. And remember, <laughs> kids, if you want to be like Batman, take care of your abs. Batman out. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. 
No message could have been any clearer If you want to make the world a better place Look at yourself and make that change Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na